Fantasy Football James, what is going on? I am RDA. Obviously, you guys are tuning in because we are the late round flyers and you wanted to talk about some fantasy football. Well, guess what? That's exactly what we got for you guys today, tonight, either this morning, whatever time you're listening, it doesn't matter because that's what we're here to do is talk fantasy football. And guess what? Of all the best things that are happening this week, the greatest return of all is the fact that I got my boy Lance Dillon back. That's right. He is finally back after a two-week extravaganza. Great vacation out there. Lance, welcome back. I would say to America, but I guess Hawaii is part of America. I learned that through geography or something like that in class. I forgot what it was. But nevertheless, welcome back to the States again. And uh, yeah, man, how was your trip, man? Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, RDA, I'm back better than ever. I'm re- rested, relaxed, ready to talk some football. It was it was great, you know. Uh, took the wife to Hawaii for our anniversary, and uh, it was great. Um, we had a lot of fun. Um, I tell you, the thing that jacked with me the most was the time difference, bro. Like it's it's okay. So it it is five hours different than what it is here where we are in texas so i'm sitting there and i luckily my wife was she is asleep but i'm sitting there sunday morning bro and it's 6 a.m i've set my alarm to make sure i can catch the damn injury report and make sure like austin eckler isn't ruled out at the last minute to make sure i don't get you know screwed on my lineup yeah. <laughs> you know and then 7 a.m boom kickoff all these games and uh i i stayed up and watched or i, I made sure and stayed awake the whole morning and watched but it was crazy because i felt like i was watching a bunch of london games all at once but they were like not in London, you know, <laughs> Man, you know what? What had to be great was being able to watch the Sunday night game with it being a Sunday afternoon game. That'd be pretty cool. No. So, yeah, that that was cool because, I mean, it was a late afternoon game. I mean, when we we flew in on the Sunday where it was the I think the Seahawks Steelers game and we had had a long flight and had some issues there. But by the time we finally landed, got settled into our hotel, we went and grabbed a bite to eat. It's six o'clock um or, or it's five o'clock i guess hawaii time mm-hmm. and uh I, we were able to catch the fourth quarter of the steelers seahawks nice. so we got to see you know that uh dk uh almost screw up that game where he like i think he he tried to make the play and then he fumbled it and um they ended up losing i guess sucks to be those guys it really was a rough night for them that day but that's awesome you still got to catch the game that's the one phenomenal thing about the game starting that early but Man, what's that? that means the London games that were played while you were over there, you had to wake up at like three in the morning to be able to catch that report. Well, th- there was only, I think, one. And actually, that was on our flight there. Mm. And of course, it was Miami uh, Jacksonville. <laughs> and I- I'm watching that game on the plane, uh, at least from what I could watch. And then I and then once we landed for our-, our layover, I was watching it in the airport on my NFL red zone on my uh, or on the Yahoo Sports app on my phone, bro. I'm sitting here watching this game, and of course, Miami can't get a damn win against the Jaguars. And I'm just like, on the bright side, I was watching Marvin Jones go ham because we were waiting for that to happen. So that was was nice. But but yeah, it was um, it was just it was just very weird. I never really got adjusted to the time. But Man. there was something I wanted to to tell you about that was cool. So we were we took one of these tours. Um, it was one of these ATV tours on the Jurassic Park Island. Um, 
and it was really fun. It was very cool. Well, the tour guide, we were at one of our breaks where we were, we were stopped and he, we were just talking and he, uh, we, uh, something came up about football and, oh, I know what it was. So he had asked where me and my wife were from. And we said, we're from Texas and Dallas. And he said, oh, so you're Cowboys fans. And we were both like, no, no, she's <laughs> Packers. Uh, she's Packers. My wife, I'm Dolphins. No, we actually aren't Cowboys fans. And he made the comment of, um, well, yeah, good. Cause you know, if you were, you know, you'd be, uh, probably having to hike back brother. Um, so <laughs> He was, uh, he was really cool. So then we started talking about where he was like, oh, so you like the Dolphins, huh? And I was like, yeah, you know, and Tua, you know, I'm a big fan of Tua, and I know he's from Hawaii. He said, well, guess what? Uh, he pointed to his name tag on where he was from, which mm. was this uh, city in Hawaii called like Uwa, Uwa Jiwa or something like that. And apparently that was where Tua is from. Nice. And so the guy, apparently he played high school football, and he said, Tua's uncle tore his ACL <laughs> in the oh, game. Damn. Well, that's pretty so, cool, man. You play with someone that's related. Well, he, he played against Tua T's uncle or with. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought that's kind of a pretty cool story to, to tell. So he said, you know, he loves Tua and is rooting for him. And so we talked about football a bit for a bit. And um, it was pretty cool, though. So, yeah. Um, you know, big Tua fans out there in Hawaii and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're all wishing him well. And uh, even though he's in that dumpster fire of an organization called Miami right now, at least uh, with the Deshaun Watson not being traded, we yeah. know Tua's got the job. And I think he's going to be a strong fantasy asset <laughs> down the road just to kind of segue yeah, no. into our, our football talk, I guess. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, he, he even said it himself, though. He does not not feel wanted. So one way or another, hopefully it works out for him down in Miami. But speaking of Tua, you know, the rest of the NFL – Week eight was absolutely insane. A, a crazy fire. I don't know. I promise you, there's not a person alive that can tell me that they actually started Mike White. I won't believe you. You're a liar if you say that. I'm not. No. Do you know someone that did? Okay. It, it's kind of cheating, but check this out. So in one of my dynasty leagues, it's a best ball it's a best ball dynasty league. And so you can have a max of four quarterbacks. And so I started looking at my lineup and I knew he was starting. Well, I had on that team, I forget who all it was, but I had Marcus Mariota because I had Derek Carr yep. on that team. So I thought, okay, Carr gets hurt. Mariota is a good backup to have in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, I decided to go ahead and drop Mariota and I, I threw in Mike White. Oh, damn. Well, hey, you know what? That's one of the rare occasions over there in a best by one. But in a normal fantasy one man-to-man matchup, I highly doubt anyone out there started Mike White against that Cincinnati. Like that Bengals team, I have a headache just thinking about what kind of equals those Cincinnati Bengals are. But, man, what, what a weekend for backups. I mean, we have Mike White just gunning the ball everywhere he wants to. Cooper Rush. And the Cowboys, I can't believe he did that to the defense. Um, We literally just had him across the board. Trevor Simeon decided to come into the game and beat Tom Brady. Like, what is going on around the world here? Week eight was just crazy for these backup quarterbacks. Are any of these guys people that you are interested in? Or, like, how do you feel about these guys going forward? Is it just a one-week stunt? Or are, are we possibly in for some actual magic with these guys? 
Well, you know, funny thing about Mike White, and I don't know if you had heard about this, bro, but apparently some guy in Vegas bet $1,000 for Mike White to be the the highest passing quarterback for week eight at like 125 to one odds. And of course he won. So he won like $125,000 on Mike White's arm in week eight, bro. Oh my God, yo, that's one crazy ass will be one. That dude has to be filthy rich. There's no way I'm going to put $1,000 on any bad quarterback out there, especially whenever, I mean, Tom Brady was playing, Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, no, we're not, we're not going to do this. No, like, that guy has money to blow. It must be hella <laughs> nice out there. But again, you oh, know. Just, what a hunch. Was, yeah, yeah. What a, what a serious guy. That's, that's a good feeling right there. That's the guy I got to hang out with. But it was just very fun to watch these backup quarterbacks do some crazy damage out there. Now, Above uh, other things that happened during week eight, you know, maybe some backup running backs had to come in and uh, start playing. But one guy that did, you know, this one had to hurt your fantasy football team. If you're a Derrick Henry owner, like, damn, this sucks, man. Watching that man play football is great. And knowing that he is probably out for at least the remainder of the regular season, maybe he makes it back for a playoff run in your fantasy team. Like, what are your thoughts right now with Derrick Henry and, which one of these running backs are you going to lean on? Adrian Peterson, Nicholson? I think if you're in a PPR league, definitely Nicholson is someone to look at because that dude can catch the ball. And actually, I, I heard somewhere that in his last year of college, he actually had, I think, uh, 1,700 yards rushing, uh, maybe, or maybe I misunderstood that, but it was it was pretty good. So he can actually run the ball possibly too. But Adrian Peterson, I think, is like the perfect guy for the Titans to pick up and plug and play in this offense, just based on how he plays. I mean, he was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. Hell, Derrick Henry was Adrian Peterson, right? So I think Adrian Peterson definitely, if your waiver wire hasn't run yet, if he's available, then you definitely need to look at grabbing him because um, he can probably get you – 15 points a week in this offense once he gets going. Now, I wouldn't start him this week. I would want to wait a week. But uh, you want to look at your game script for these Titans games too coming up because if you feel like they're going to be behind, then you want to play Nick Nichols. If you think they're going to be ahead, you maybe want to play AP or you'll probably play AP either way. But Nichols can have that value in those games that are behind because Tannehill will be looking for him. And depending on if Julio's healthy or not, if it's just A.J. Brown, which, by the way, he's got the hell of a bump up as if he didn't already need one. Yep. Uh, our guy there, what the hell? He's going to be just t- rocketing to the roof, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, taking it all the way up. But Nichols, you know, I really do think he is going to have some value. And I was actually already seeing, though, AP in, in a couple of our dynasty leagues was going for a lot of money. Yep. And um, in some of these others, league, you're, if you have a fab budget, you're going to have to probably spend a lot to get him. Our boy Austin, shout out to Austin for, you know, helping us out the last couple of weeks and mm-hmm. filling in, did, did a great job. You know, he put, I think, like 95% of his fab budget on AP and one of our, our dynasty leagues and uh, you know, smashed him. So I can't say I blame him because we know AP is the physical specimen that defies all odds, all expectations. I mean, hell he scored what six, seven touchdowns with the freaking lions last year. Yep. Are you kidding me, bro? In this offense, plug him in. 
I think he's going to have serious RB2 value. And plus, given the landscape of all of these running back injuries that we're all having to deal with, man, he's a guy that could be a welcome uh, a welcome addition to your team. Man, it'll be very great to see AP out there all day, baby. I love going mm-hmm. out there and cheering for uh, Adrian Peterson. Big Dallas guy as well. You know, he's from this area. It's freaking great to watch that guy have success. Um, another guy that uh, we'll get into from the week eight that made the, a lot of buzz around was good old Calvin Ridley. At the beginning of the season, we were both on very high on this guy, a potential top five receiver in all fantasy football categories. Yet, for some reason, you know what? Maybe he didn't get the start that he wanted to. And now it looks like he's having to take some time off. Um, who knows how long he'll actually be gone. But, man, this affects the Falcons in a very big way. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to get a good bulk of that. But Calvin, really, I mean, right now, if you have him, like, what are you doing with your fantasy team at the moment? It all depends on what your league settings are and what your benches are like and whether it's dynasty or whether it's redraft too. Obviously dynasty, you're going to hold and you may, you're probably going to get some low ball offers for him. Like I did the other day, dynasty league. I got an offer of Julio Jones for Calvin Ridley. And I was, I said that the dude, like, you cannot tell me that your calculator for dynasty sits there and thinks that's a fair deal. So piss off already. Uh, So no, but focusing on redraft, because I know a majority of our listeners, that's, that's what we're here for. Well, it depends all on your roster construction and what your bench is. If you can get by stashing him on your bench and hoping that he'll come back at some point this season, definitely do so. I mean, you're going to keep him over. Who would you be picking up if you dropped really? You're going to pick up like Jamison Crowder, or are you going to you know try to pick up like uh, Michael Hardman, or I don't know, somebody like that? Well, come on. I think I would rather have just the upside of if Ridley comes back. Now, Arthur Smith said in a press conference today, he just said he didn't know, as far as he knew, he didn't know the status of of Ridley for Sunday's game. In my opinion, I don't see him coming back anytime soon. Now, I, I don't know a lot about mental health and what he's going through, and I'm, I am just trying to be very, like, you know, upbeat as far as hopefully he is getting the help that he needs or whatever it may be, and that's, that's fine. But I don't... I am uh, I am going with the assumption, to be honest, that he is not going to play again this season. And if we take that approach, then if you do get him back for anything, then then that's great. But, you know, maybe with what's been going on with him, maybe that's part of like what's been contributing to him not being the normal Calvin Ridley we've seen in seasons past because he hasn't been having the best season up to this mm. point anyways. No, man. But you know what? Like you said, Hopefully he is getting the help he needs. And I mean, what, what is there to stop him from? He does get that help he needs. Maybe it takes a month, a month and a half. And then, you know what, if you get lucky, he ends up showing up week 14, week 13, you're making a playoff run somehow without him. This guy is now in a great state of mind. He is feeling like 100% a full monk ready to rock and roll and goes out there and just starts gunning people down, leading you to that championship. Like, Keeping Calvin Ridley on your team would be a very big upside. There's no way I'm letting him go. Like, I'm not letting anyone rip me off from what Calvin Ridley is. Obviously, I'm not going out there and asking for Cooper Cup and a great running back. Like, I'm not trying to take people over. But know your worth with Calvin Ridley. That guy is still a baller. Do not let anyone tell you otherwise. Another guy that I want to get into, though. Amen to that. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, Another uh, guy, though, uh, this roller coaster of a ride. 
You talked about DK a little while ago, but his teammate, this guy that has become the roller coaster of a lifetime. I mean, he, the, the ride never ends. He's either a crazy great ride like the Titan at Six Flags, or he ends up being the teacups where it's kind of halfway broken and it doesn't even spin around that much. But we're speaking about Mr. Tyler Lockett. How do you feel about this guy? Can you trust him? in your lineup after that crazy performance he just had against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, so Seattle's on a bye week this week. So we're going to get a, we're going to get some time to think about this, but we are looking at a stat line, 12 receptions on 13 targets, 142 yards. And to be honest, he could have had a touchdown or two. He just caught a couple of those passes that were, were just short of the goal line. But so here's the thing. I did read that Russell Wilson got the pins removed from his hand or his thumb. So there is a, there is a chance from what my understanding is he could be back in week 10 when they play at green Bay. And I really think that obviously whether you want to play him rest of season or not is going to depend on Russell Wilson's status, but it was nice to see that he can play with Geno Smith. Hell, it's nice to see that Seattle actually came up with them some damn offensive plays mm-hmm. to get freaking Lockett involved because the week before he only had three targets. And I mean, hell, the week before that, he had two catches on seven targets. And Geno wasn't throwing the ball very well. So to see 12 receptions on 13 targets, that's an, we love that percentage. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, I would be most comfortable if I have Tyler Lockett on my team as a wide receiver three, Mm. that way I don't have to rely on him to win my matchup. If he, if he craps the bat, I've got my studs above him that can kind of take it out. But then if he, if he, if he does great, then hell even better. So I don't know if that's really a good answer to your question, but um, I feel better about him today than of course we did a week ago. Nice. Yeah. You know what? And, I mean, that would too. That was a solid performance. Obviously, you're not playing the Jaguars every week, but with you getting that kind of volume in there, hell, I'm down to putting anyone in there that gets 13 targets. That, that's going to be freaking great. Hopefully, he continues that going forward. And, and then good old DK grabbing those tutties in there. Man, he Yo. almost took me out in one league, but uh, it was not enough. Sorry about that, DK. And uh, to my boy B that I beat, yeah, eat it, son. Um Going forward, <laughs> suck it, man. Um, but we we will get uh, going because again, it's no longer week eight. If you guys won or lost, it's in the past. All right, week one of the second half of the regular season is done. It's time to move forward as we continue on to week nine, where we have some crazy matchups that I cannot wait to get into. And the one out the gate that we're gonna start off with is gonna be the good old brownies that have not been playing up to their standards that everyone expected them to be at playing against a team like Cincinnati that was riding high as a number one conference seed in the AFC and go get lit up by a backup quarterback named Mike White with Corey Davis out. Like it was insane to see that game, the Browns and the Bengals battle of the AFC North. What are your thoughts on this crazy matchup right now? This was pretty crazy, man. Um, you know, the Bengals, I can't believe they blew that. And if, if I remember correctly, you got knocked out in one of these survivor pools. I got knocked pools. out in two survivor pools. So for me, if I ever meet anyone in the Bengals organization, it's on site. Like, we're not <laughs> asking questions. I'm going to hit you with a bat. 
It's on. And not that, you know, we want to, you know, beat up too much to this topic, but that was a terrible call by the refs to not get the Bengals the ball back towards the end of the game because we don't know if they would have come back and actually won. They still had to make the plays. But damn, like that was a I hate penalties like that at end at the end of games that can possibly shift the ending. Now, again, you and I both know the Bengals should not have been in that position yep. even to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, looking ahead. Bengals, Browns, this Sunday, right? That's right. Baker Mayfield, Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon, my guy. Mr. Mm. RB2 on the week in week eight. My guy only has 33 yards rushing, but, oh, yeah, get those four receptions, 58 yards, and throw in a couple of tutties for Mr. Joe Mixon. I love seeing him catching those balls because, as we know, in the past, Cincinnati does not want to throw him the ball, and they did in this game, and that's where you can keep his value high where it should be. So fire up Joe Mixon. I, I mean, I love this guy. Here's my question for you though, Rudy, with looking at the Bengals, you All know, right. Tyler, uh, Tyler Boyd, can we believe uh, in him moving forward after some down games? You know, he has a good game this week. You know, are you starting him this week if he's on your team and where would you be comfortable pl- playing him at on what kind of a team? Man, if Tyler Boyd is my fourth receiver, I feel amazing. If he's my third receiver, I feel good. But if he's my second receiver, that's where I started struggling at the moment. But again, if, if I have him as my flex, I mean, that's a guy that I would not mind starting in there whatsoever. I have full faith that Joe Burrow can hang in there with all three of those guys, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. I think he can feed them all equally six to eight targets a game. And those guys give me some very good production from where, again, I will slot them at <clears throat> somewhere in that flex area. Obviously, Jamar Chase has been the big play guy. But with Tyler Boyd, give me that. One way or another, defenses are completely forgetting about him. All the shift has gone to Jamar Chase where they're keeping an eye on this guy. And that leaves Tyler Boyd again. Lost and forgotten, the veteran of the group. That guy is not a bad receiver. Do not forget about this man. He can and will make plays. Don't forget about all that great stuff he did while T. Higgins was hurt. The guy was putting up some pretty nice numbers out there. So Tyler Boyd, I love this guy. Definitely, for me, one of the better flexes out there in the league. And another thing, too, about Boyd, and keep an eye out on your league, bro. There were some teams that had dropped him in some of my, my redraft leagues. I picked him up. Not necessarily whether I even need to play him now, but here's what you also want to think about. There have been a ton of injuries in the league this season. And while we like Boyd as a wide receiver three in that offense, and we feel like, as like you said, your wide receiver four flex, even as a wide receiver three, we're, we, we don't mind it. If Chase or Higgins, and I'm knocking on some wood right now, but if something happened to them, Boyd automatically then falls into wide receiver two territory. So you can stash him. And again, if you need him, you've got it there for by coming up or whatever it may be. So if someone's dropped him in your league, check that. Mm-hmm. Man, that would be great if somebody were to drop him. In ours, I would swipe in. You would you wouldn't even recognize how fast I would get out there. Um, the other one the other that I wanted to get to, I mean T Higgins. I mean, you just talked about this guy. Man, you know what? What a great start to the season he had. Obviously, he had the injury. Is this a guy that you feel comfortable starting in? Like matchup proof style? You start him in against anybody, or, or do you have to keep an eye on him to make sure that the matchup is right? 
I think it depends on who else you have on your team, because, for example, on our podcast team, right, we have Higgins and we had to choose between him and Sutton last week. And that's, you know, I don't even want to talk about the Broncos right now, but uh, (laughs) Sutton, you know, like we played him over Higgins and that ended up being um, a mistake. And so that's the tricky part is who else are you, are you playing him against? So I think in general, you're going to pretty much be playing Higgins uh, every week. But of course in the podcast, you've only got two wide receiver starting positions and then you got to flex. So that's why we had to kind of decide, but obviously if you're starting three wide receivers on your lineup each week, put him in and don't even think twice about it because he's still getting his, even though, uh, you know, Chase is obviously the damn alpha male of all wide receivers uh, this year. Like even in his in his worst one of his worst games this past Sunday, he still got a touchdown and you know killed it. So yeah, you're gonna play Higgins and uh, you, you're not gonna think twice about it. Um, and I I know for sure we're gonna be playing him over Sutton moving forward too. Oh yeah, no, hundred percent. It'll uh, definitely be the T Higgins show. Now uh, shooting over to the other side, the good old Brownies, Baker Mayfield obviously dealing with that injury. Nick Chubb <clears throat> has been playing uh, pretty well whenever he rushes the ball, but also hasn't been getting the volume and all the great plays that everyone is used to. What are, what are the thoughts you have on the Brownies? Because obviously Odell has been a very bad dumpster fire for anyone that decided to draft him. That includes myself in a couple of leagues. Like the Brownies are just not looking like a very functional team like they were last year. So first thing, did you did you see the news today about Odell? Uh, that they did not cut him and he's no longer with the team at the moment. Something like that, correct? Yeah, basically there was a beat writer I think that said they think Odell's played his last game with the Browns. Oh, that would be insane! I would love that. Well, I mean, for the Brownies, that would suck. But man, I I truly believe that. Did you see the way his dad was going at people in uh, Instagram? As well, he was like. Was it he was like posting every play that Odell was open that yep. that homeboy didn't find him to throw him the ball. So that that's just that that's crazy right now. But that's I don't want to talk about the receivers from the Browns because Jarvis Landry is the only one that I would I would trust. But let's talk about the running back. So yes, you know, Chubb came back, but it looks like he's still kind of coming back from that injury. So what I really want to talk about is Dearness Johnson. You know, he gets a touchdown. And it does look like, at least until Kareem Hunt comes back, Johnson is still going to have a value. And if you are desperate for a running back or flex help, if you picked him up a couple of weeks ago, like I did, and you played him on that Thursday night game, you hopefully did not drop him because Chubb is back. Because I, it looked like Sunday, Johnson has a slightly less version of what Kareem Hunt's role was. But with Chubb still not being 100%, they're not going to give him – they're not giving him the full workload. So and with, with the passing game of the Browns not really lighting things on fire, Johnson, I think, still has value right now. So if someone's dropped him, I would maybe try to pick him up. Or if you have him, he's got to be a consideration to play as a back-end flex because you can't forget about this guy. He, he looks too good, and he's hungry, and I just really like his – his story, you know, um, it's just really awesome. So keep the eye out on there for, for Johnson, for sure, on that offense. Yeah, no, good old Dearness. That guy was a, a phenomenal play out there a couple of weeks ago. And, yeah, he got the touchdown last week. It was great to watch. I love seeing stories like that, kids. Uh, do your thing, my dude. Whatever you got to do, go at it. Um, we do got other games to get to, so we will continue going forward. 
we got the Minnesota Vikings, a team that probably let you down fantasy football-wise last week in a game that you expected some fireworks. We expected the same things, too. And now they go and visit the Baltimore Ravens coming off a bye week, facing that explosive man that is Lamar Jackson himself. In this matchup, I mean, obviously, the Mark Andrews are 100% a go. But what other guys can you count on to get you some crucial wins right now whenever you need them heading into that uh, down the stretch? Well, Mark Andrews, too, by the way, is your tight end one overall at this point. And, I mean, I don't know when the last time we had someone not named Travis Kelsey as your tight end one. So that is, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting in itself. So, yeah, fire up Andrews, of course. So as far as the pass catchers, you know, this uh, could be – I can't figure out if this game is going to be high scoring or if it's going to be more like, you know, even even kill. I I don't know, but, but – you know, I think Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman both have value and the Ravens are letting Lamar Jackson throw the ball a lot more than he has. And as we know, those running backs there, you know, there's no one that stands out. So there are throwing the ball more. So I really like Rashad Bateman uh, coming off a decent game, his first game of the year before the bye. You know, I really like him this week as a wide receiver three and I do like Marquise Brown because he has just been doing real well. He's had some drops, but for the most part, he has proved me wrong. And I have to say, we're talking about the Ravens. You know, I did listen to those last two shows that you did with Austin. Oh, and- yeah, my guy. Thank you for <laughs> again for showing up. Yes. Thank you, Mr. Jensen. We do appreciate that. The biggest takeaway I had from those two weeks was him Finally, Austin, finally coming around the corner on Lamar Jackson, where he actually is stating that he's a good player. Now, what was funny was he says that and then Lamar comes out in that game right after. And he kind of had one of his um, more worst games. Yep. Uh, <laughs> he had I think it was when he played the, the Chargers. I think it was the Bengals were the <laughs> ones that stopped him out. Oh, was it okay, Bengals? Yep. So that was kind of funny that he comes around on the guy and then he he does crap the bed. But overall, though, Austin, good job. I knew you would come around on this guy. I knew you would. Lamar is the man right now. He's quarterback three overall. He gets you that rushing. I mean, he had he still had eighty eight yards rushing in that game against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So I do love Lamar as your QB one. And bro, I mean, like he's got some good matchups in your your fantasy uh, playoff specifically. They got their home against green Bay at Cincinnati and then uh, home against the the Rams for week 17, Mr. Von Miller's new squad. So, Oh yeah. Um, that, that Rams defense. We'll get into that a little bit later down the road, but damn. Wow. Yes. Holy hell would really suck to play against that defense right now, but he's got, you know, he's going to light it up this second half and he's going to, he's going to finish you know, as a top three, top four quarterback. But, yes, I love those pass catchers a lot more than we have in years past. But uh, but Andrews, too, man. Oh, man, that, that guy is really having himself a season. So we'll see if 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 he can keep that up. Now, on the other side of things, we have a good old Captain Kirk. Him in that office, obviously, they started off with a heater against Dallas. First drive, pass, 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 let's go. Touchdown, feeling, let's rock and roll. After that, I mean, hell, it became a ghost town real quick. Kirk Cousins' numbers were just not what they expected. Primetime Kirk apparently has some problems. But what are we going to do with Kirk Cousins now taking on the Ravens? Is this a bounce-back game 
Or is he going to build on that game that he just got had against Dallas and start rolling downhill? Dude, I've got a tough decision on one of my teams, actually. I'm trying to debate between Kirk Cousins or Ryan Tannehill. Oh, um, I don't know Tannehill. what to do. What would you do? Who would you start? Honestly, who, man? I mean, that, that's a rough one. I think I would go Kirk Cousins just because I don't think there's no way that he's going to have those kind of games back-to-back like that. At this moment, I think they know that they got to start piling on some wins in order to get into the playoffs in real life for the Minnesota Vikings. Like, that's a if, – if they start – keep going downhill, the Packers are going to start running away with it, even though Aaron Rodgers isn't playing this week. We'll get into that as well later. But the Minnesota Vikings have a good chance. The Chicago Bears aren't in, on your way. The Detroit Lions are definitely not in your way. So the only way for you to make the playoffs, for you to scratch off one of those wild card uh, squads right there and try to get to those wins, I think Kirk Cousins knows that he needs these wins. And uh, I don't know, man. You know what? That's the only thing that would make me go towards Kirk Cousins this week. Okay. Well, all right. So that being said, you watch the game Sunday night. I turned the crap off after like the first quarter, bro. I'm sorry. I, I was so frustrated just at what I had already been seeing. So here's you watch the game was digs on Jefferson, like the whole damn time, because two for 21 in a primetime game is not going to cut it. No, no, not at all. That, that, that was honestly very terrible, but it wasn't the fact that Diggs was on Jefferson, which he was a great portion of the time. But, damn, Kirk Cousins just could not get his timing right. The offensive line let him down. The Dallas Cowboys have a pretty good defense, but the way that they played on, on that day, everyone on every national media site was all they kept raving about was the Cowboys have a good defense this year. The Cowboys got a good defense. And I was like, you know what? I love Dallas. But I think it was just that offensive line that let Kirk Cousins down. They didn't give him no time to settle in there. It was not a good day. They got to put it together and let him at least sit back a couple extra seconds in there, watch him have Justin Jefferson open up the field because it was a very bad night for their offensive line with the Minnesota Vikings. You're clearly, you're not sitting Jefferson. We're not advocating that. You roll with that guy, but let's hope. This week, there are better days ahead, but I I left Sunday night with questions about this Minnesota offense in general because, you know, you need to win every game that you can, and to lose a game, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but to lose a game to Cooper Rush, uh, that's a joke at home yep. on Sunday night. Like, that's a joke. You should have won that game and took care of your business, but hey, good for Dallas rolling in 7-1. and one. Oh, man, there we go. Like this, that should be back too. So yep. um, it'll be fun. Uh, Davin Cook too, you know, the Dallas defense did a really good job of bottling him up based on his stat line that I saw. Mm-hmm. But fire him up. He's going to be your RB1. And um, I think, you know, he'll be, he'll, be, he'll be fine. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, it should be a very fun game. Again, we shall definitely see because one team is well-rested. And one team is pretty pissed off at their performance from last week. Going forward, though, we do have other games to get to, so we will continue again. Fast forward button. Let's go. If you haven't already, though, make sure you go to Twitter or Instagram or both. That would be great. Find us the late round flyers. That's where you'll find my boy Lance. I'm RDA on there. We love talking all things fantasy football. Hit that follow button, and we can talk more fantasy football whenever you want. Again, though, going forward with the next game, we do got the Green Bay Packers with no Aaron Rodgers taking on 
Mr. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomey. All right. This was supposed to be the State Farm uh, battle right here. The discount double checks of the world. It was supposed to go down. But it turns out Uncle COVID said not today. We're going to take out Aaron Rodgers. And since he's unvaccinated, he has to miss the game because he has to miss 10 days without being with the team. So how do you see this game going out there? Is Mahomes about to bounce back in a crazy way? Or is somehow Jordan Love about to make his name out there in the fantasy world and have a Mike White kind of a day? Okay, first of all, I'm a little disappointed in Aaron Rodgers because in August he came out and said he was, and I'm using quotes here, immunized, immunized. Okay, whatever the hell that means. And in your boy, weird word, (laughs) your boy Devontae gets COVID, who is vaccinated last week, and then you're not vaccinated yourself. But we won't go into all of that stuff. But it's like. This Green Bay offense, COVID has it out for the Green Bay offense. And so here's how I see this game playing out. I could be wrong, but this is exactly how I think it's going to play out. The Chiefs aren't all of a sudden going to get their mojo back in one game because I tell you what, if they were going to, they would have done so Monday night against the damn Giants at home. And they didn't. And so it's not going to happen against Green Bay. I don't give a damn Aaron Rodgers or not. Okay. So looking at this game, here's what's going to happen. All right. They're going to limit Jordan Love. Okay. He's not going to pass the ball. Devontae Adams, hopefully he is back. Uh, He's going to get 15 targets. He's going to have like 10 catches for 50 yards. Oh. And he's going to have a touchdown. That's going to be his line. That's still still pretty good fantasy football wise. Okay. Okay. Um, But here's here's what's going to happen. And I think the Packers actually are going to win this game. Mm. Um. It's going to be the A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones show, okay? And if you have A.J. Dillon, I'm telling you right now, I don't give a flying crap. You put him in your flex. You put him in as your RB2. You want to play this guy. This is my prediction that Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will both finish as RB1s this week. So top 12 running backs, they will both finish because LaFleur knows they're in Kansas City. They got this basically a rookie quarterback, his first ever start. Do you want to trust your running backs, your your amazing running backs against a terrible run defense for Kansas City? Or do you want to trust, obviously, your, your, your green quarterback? And here we go. This is what's going to happen. So it's going to be a lot of run play. Time of possession is going to be in the Packers' favor. The Chiefs aren't scaring anyone with that defense, and their offense isn't scaring too many lately either. So there you go. All right. I like that, though. I like that great summary of it. If it plays out that way, I will be hella shocked. I'm like, holy crap, 10 targets, 50 yards, you son of a gun out there. But I'll take that. That's uh, 50 points out there with those catches. I'll take that. Plus the Tutty, 21. Oh, yeah, definitely great day for good old Devontae Adams. Uh, but, no, yeah, you're right. Dude. You know what? I love the- that. I love that. man. Okay. I love that man, Devontae Adams, I think, more than you love Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I just said Oh, that's a lot of love. Chris McCaffrey has hurt me right now. It's like if he's cheating on me and I still love him. That's how much I love him right now. He Bro, when that when, when, my world up. When that news dropped that Devontae got COVID, I wanted to mail him a get well card. So. Oh, I, I did send Christian McCaffrey a get well card, okay? That's love. Um, I just said that to Carolina. I don't know where the hell it went to, but it went somewhere over there. Um, nice. I, I don't know if I went to the north or the south one either. I just put Carolina. Um, damn, I should learn be, be better at geography. 
Nevertheless, though, man, this game, you're right. You know what? 100%. But one of the things I did want to ask, Travis Kelsey, okay? Obviously, again, you, you said it earlier, Mark Andrews is now the ace in the hole there for tight ends. Are we at a point now where Travis Kelsey is, obviously, he was great, is still good, but maybe it's time to find a way to ship him out and get something nice in return? Or are you just biting the bullet here and you're like, this is our guy, we're sticking with him? Come on, my homies, get your stuff together. Unless I am, like, blown away with an offer, like, you're going to give me, like, C.D. Lamb and whoever your tight end is, like, Gusecki or somebody. And even then, you probably have to throw in another running back or something. I'm not trading him. You have to hold, number one, because of the draft capital that you invested. Like, in our league, right, we took Kelsey with our first yeah. overall pick. Mm-hmm. Um, So – You've got too much invested. You're not going to get the return back. So, unfortunately, you just have to write it out and hope that it's going to be okay. But, you know, he looked pretty pissed when he fumbled that ball. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and he was getting frustrated because he wasn't getting targeted. But I think better days are definitely going to be ahead. And I think you're not even considering benching him. You are putting him in. You are going to be fine. Is he giving you back the return that you thought at the beginning of the season? Not to this point, but he's still tied in too. I mean, so yes, you, you just stick with it. Stick with Tyreek. You, you know, you got to stick with, uh, you know, Mr. Mahomes. Um, yeah. But you know what? Bags for them. Yeah. I was, you know, I was about to say, I'm not picking up Gore and playing which apparently that's Frank's grandson. Is yeah, you, somebody had said that he's somehow related to Frank Gore, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? I tell you, that tells me they really hate Jarek McKinnon, bro. Yo, that that's not wrong. Oh, my God. I, as I'm watching, I'm like, isn't Jerry McKinnon on the team? Where the hell is Gore coming from? Like, this guy came out of left field, literally. Poor McKinnon over there, like, oh, man, I finally got my touches. Not nah, sorry, buddy, you got done. And I thought they loved Daryl Williams more than life itself because anytime, you know, Allaire's out or even when Allaire was in, they were still giving Daryl Williams Mm -hmm. the goal line touches. So for Gore to get touches over Williams, like that was weird. So I don't know if you may, you may want to still play Daryl Williams Sunday, but if you have better options, you may want to consider it, but maybe that's an over-exaggeration and this was just a, a one-time off game, but I wouldn't play Gore though. Um, if you do play a running back, you know, play Williams and that's it. Hopefully Allaire though is going to be back anytime soon. Do we have an update on him? Man, you know what they said that he could be in for this game, but honestly, now that the Packers have said that uh, Jordan Love will be the quarterback, I think the, Chiefs are just going to say, you know what, give him another week of rest. We'll chill, and uh, we'll just go in there and beat up this young cat and take the win. But I don't know how the hell it's going to go down over there with the Chiefs taking on the Packers in the no longer State Farm Bowl. It is, I'm so upset about it. They got they ruined my life with that. Nevertheless, though, we do have another game to get to. We have an NFC West showdown. This division here, I swear, is a very, very feisty division with the Rams. They obviously have the Cardinals, the 49ers, and uh, for some reason I'm forgetting one team out there. I can't remember who is missing out there from Seattle. Seattle Seahawks, that's right. And, again, uh, I did predict them to miss the playoffs, so that's why I forgot about those guys. But Seattle Suckhawks. Yeah, you guys suck for reals. Um, Best of not luck out there this year for you guys, just so I could be right. But, nevertheless, 
the Cardinals will be taking on the 49ers at San Francisco. We saw what that defense did to Chi-Town over there. And Kyler Murray, I'm told that this guy might not be playing in this game, even though DeAndre Hopkins played beat up last week. Are the are the Cardinals in for a very bad week this week? They could be. I mean, I saw Murray's hurt. DeAndre Hopkins re re-injured himself in the in the game because I know he left for a bit before he came back. Um, apparently, AJ Green also is on the injury report and he may not play. So it may be looking like possibly Kyler and possibly Hopkins, but you're gonna have Rondell Moore and you're gonna have Zach Ertz um and, and Edmonds soaking up the, the targets possibly. Mm-hmm. So I think if you have Ertz, like you have to play him just based on that. Now who's if Kyler doesn't go, remind me, do you know who the backup is there? For Kyler Murray, I mean, the last time I checked, the uh, backup quarterback for them was when Dallas played the played them in the in the preseason, and number 15 came out. I have no idea who he was, but this guy was absolutely great to watch. He looked like a giant 10 people that was just trucking people. But in all honesty, I don't know who the backup is, but even if you did know, I mean, would you start them against the 49ers? No, no. Um, and let's hope we don't get to that point. But if we uh, know who that is, that might tell me how much confidence I might have in playing Rondo Moore or Zach Ertz, because depending on that, that could be contingent. I may have a better option, you know, on a team. So, uh, you know, so that 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 would, would worry me if it's, uh, you know, like Kurt Cousins or Kurt Warner's second cousin that bagged groceries for you know in wherever in iowa <laughs> they actually have a texas guy that's a backup quarterback i just figured it out the guy that won't die he took texas the university oh. of them against alabama mr colt mccoy okay okay then that's all i need to hear this guy is a serviceable backup quarterback and if he does play i would be very confident in playing my pass catchers not playing colt but I would play my pass catchers with confidence. So good. I, I did not know that. That's that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, now I feel a whole lot better. Good old Colt McCoy getting in there. Again, this guy just will not die. He is trying to make up for having that loss on his record against Alabama so, so many years ago for Texas. So nevertheless, I mean, Rondell Moore, I'm, I, I get a good feeling. Maybe he should get a very nice load out there. Before the 49ers, I mean, that running back situation out there, Elijah Mitchell just, wow, dude started off slow against the uh, the Bears, and it guy just turned on the Jets. I mean, I don't know where he came out, busting people down, got the tutty. It was great to watch that guy play. Do you trust this guy now fully, even though my uh, good old Shanahan likes to have a ton of running backs? Like, it is now Elijah's backfield for him to lose. Well, I no, I think it's Elijah's to, to lose, definitely. He's RB9 on the week. Last two weeks, 18 carries, 100-plus yards with the touchdown. Now, he's not catching – obviously, he's not catching any balls. So, he is, you know, going to have to get his yards to get you the points. But that's what Shanahan does, like we already know. So, yes, you fire Mitchell up as, you know, an RB1, uh, front-end RB2. And, uh, you know, he's getting the job done. And how much does Kyle Shanahan, does he hate either the front office or does he, he just hate himself that he, Trey Sermon, like 
this guy was like a preseason darling and like he can't even see the the field. I mean, Elijah Mitchell was like a sixth round, I think, draft pick. And Sermon, I, I like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, that's not, I don't. I mean, the, the Sermon thing always gets me because I'm like, man, like, what are we doing here? That is a guy that I expect. He did very well at Ohio State. And I'm like, he's running into a team like Kyle Shanahan that loves to run the ball. He should be good. I don't know what is going on where Kyle Shanahan just said, you know what? Screw that guy. Elijah Mitchell, you got what it takes. Let's go get this. And it just became his squad out there. So that is a very, very odd situation. We will definitely be on the lookout to see if that keeps going any further. But it looks like Elijah Mitchell just is his squad for right now. We'll see what that guy does. One other comment on the San Francisco backfield. Keep an eye out, though. The only competition I could see Mitchell having is Jeff Wilson. He is probably going to be coming off IR, IR at some point this season. And if he does, we know Shanahan really likes him uh, out of, uh, I think he went to school at North Texas, right? Yeah. He, he likes him. So, but for right now, Elijah's safe as long as he can just stay healthy because I know the injury bug has hit all those running backs. But uh, but watch out for Jeff Wilson, and he might be a sneaky stash um, at some point if you can get him and put him on an IR spot. That way, um, if he does come back and maybe Mitchell does, you know, get banged up or he, you know, Shanahan wants to run two running backs. We know Shanahan can produce two fantasy relevant running backs based on how much he does want to run the ball. So just look out for Wilson. Yeah, no, 100%. Now, on the same squad, though, Debo Samuel, what a monster. I'll be honest, whenever he was drafted, I loved Debo. I actually lost about, I think I think I lost about 100 bucks because I had Debo Samuel as my rookie of the year. Like, I loved this guy when he was in college. He hit the NFL, and I was like, perfect squad because the 49ers are just lost at receivers. It just happened that the injury bug would not allow this man to have a full season in which he destroyed people left and right. But now, is this the season that we expect him to carry this forward and just not look back whatsoever? Or are you looking to somehow find a way to move this monster of a piece to try to get in somebody else? Maybe you get yourself someone that you think is more consistent, like a uh, Cooper Cup or someone like that. Well, I mean... Cooper Cup is about the only guy that I would trade Debo Samuel for because, I mean, Cooper Cup is setting all kinds of, like, fantasy records through this part of the season. So, other than that, I'm not trading Debo. I'm holding. Yeah, we know he has had the injury bug as well in the past, but I'm riding, I'm riding with it. Um, I mean, he – he's like the perfect receiver for a guy like Garoppolo who doesn't throw it very far. You know, you hit Debo on like a five yard in, and then he hauls it for an 80 yard touchdown or, or whatever else he does. I mean, he's sitting there right now at wide receiver three, which by the way, I'm looking at the top five wide receivers so far in this season, bro. Have you seen this list? No, I have not. It's okay. Top five fantasy wide receivers. As of today, uh, November 3rd, we're recording this mm-hmm. Cooper cup. Yep. Tyreek Hill, Debo, Jamar, and Marquise Brown. Wow. Devontae Adams not on that list. That's a big surprise out there. But with obviously missing the game. Oh, man. Wow. But like, what? And by the way, this is just, uh, I'm thinking out loud here, right? But 
Do you think Debo was named after Debo in Friday? Oh, I 100% believe that. I don't care what his family says. They cannot tell me otherwise. He happened to be born after the movie Friday came out, and they actually named him Debo. There is probably not another human being older than that movie named Debo. You guys are a bunch of liars if you say that parents of Debo Samuel. He was named after Big Debo, and now he's Deboing opposing defenses. Oh, he's killing it. But, yes, hold on, Debo. You ride that wave, my friends. You won't regret it. Nice, nice. We'll definitely hope that uh, that definitely comes into fruition. I cannot wait to get the rest of those games going down because there are way too many games going on in week nine that I'm in love with. It, it is going to be great football. Sunday cannot get here fast enough for me. Um, we will continue to go forward, though, because, again, we do have a lot of games and, honestly, not enough time because the studio will not allow us to hang out here for as long as we want to. So go ahead. Can I make, I know, I know they're going to kick us out, but I need to make <laughs> one more comment. We're talking about San Francisco. All right. Okay. One other guy to, to look at, and it, you're not going to play him right now, but Brandon Ayuk, he mm-hmm. got seven targets. That's the season high in that game, four catches for 45 yards. If someone has dropped him in your league, that's one I think is another one that you can pick up and stash and let's see these next couple of weeks if his targets stay up around that because 10 and a half points because he got a two-point conversion too. You know, 10 points as a wide receiver three or a flex with these bye weeks and everything else. Someone may have actually dropped him. So I would I would look at picking him up if you have the roster space and uh and hold on him. That could possibly pay some dividends here in a few weeks. Man, that would be great to have some Ayuk in your life. We've seen the potential he had from his rookie year. Now in year two, I mean, one way, one of these days is bound to get a click on there and uh, start making some magic happen for you. Uh, but again, going forward, uh, last week we did do a uh, start bench trade kind of a deal. And uh, this week, now that my boy Lance is back, we will 100% do that again. So we will pick all three positions, three players at each position. And Lance will tell us, do you cut? Who do you trade? Who do you bench? And who do you start? All right. So, uh, We'll kick things off. What other way than with the quarterback, the gunslinging machine, the guy at the top of your roster? And the three guys I got for you, Lance, Derek Carr, Mr. Joe Burrow, and last but not least, Captain Kirk Cousins. Okay, now I did have a question because when I was listening to you guys do this segment before, I wanted to find out, is this based on this week's game as far as who I would start or is it for rest of season? Ours right now that right at this moment will be for this week. The ones that I was doing with uh, Austin, I, I assumed that one was for the rest of the year since that was week one of the second half of the year. But now that, you know, we're going to do this uh, hopefully on a showly basis, you know, what do you do for this week? Okay, so Carr, Burrow, Cousins for our quarterbacks. I really like this, by the way. This is really fun. Good job, Austin. That's a great idea, buddy. Um, look at you contributing. We're gonna have to put you on the payroll probably at some point. Yeah. Um, we, we do so, pay in uh candy canes and uh gummy bears, so good luck. And, and we'll give Austin all our leftover uh candy corn from Halloween, which we know it's oh, a lot 100%. Yeah, definitely. He definitely gets outside. <laughs> all right, so let's see here. All right, well, we're gonna bench. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go ahead and bench cousins this week because he done pissed me off Sunday Ooh, night. Okay, 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 we're gonna bench him. All right, now. As far as starting goes, 
I think I'm going to go ahead and ride the hot hand of Mr. Joe Burrow. Nice. You know, the Cleveland defense, it's decent, but I mean, I still think, you know, he can, he can still be fine. And they're coming up on the bye week right after that. So I think, you know, they're going to sling it around. And, and uh, I think I would start Burrow. And then I would, I guess that does by default, meaning I would trade um, Derek Carr. So looking at Carr's numbers right now, he's quarterback 10 Mm -hmm. overall. So I think you could trade him and get some value, maybe for someone that just lost Aaron Rodgers for the week, right? They're looking for a replacement. It's a good matchup against the Giants. Uh, I think it's a it's a decent matchup. It's on the road, but they're coming off the bye week, so he's rested. Um, we didn't really get into this, and we don't have to go completely into it, but everyone, I'm sure, at this point is familiar with what happened to Henry Ruggs. And, mm. yeah, he's been cut by the Raiders. We know more than likely he's not going to probably be playing again. So you look at the pass catchers for the Raiders – I think it's a bump up for Edwards. Waller is back practicing, and it seems like he's healthy. So Carr has some good weapons. Hunter Renfro, of course, mm-hmm. is there. So I think Carr's value, you could probably trade and get something to help your running back cause, wide receiver cause, um, especially uh, – oh, and maybe someone that has Tom Brady this week, you could trade their car to him because mm-hmm. they, they need a replacement too. So there you go. Yeah, that would be nice because there's a lot of guys that are relying on Brady's hot hand. And uh, you don't have him this week, but guess what? You got Derek Hart. Ship him that way. Get yourself a nice piece for your puzzle. Uh, now for the running backs, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, good old Elijah Mitchell. The next one will be Mr. Joe Mixon. And the last one will be Mr. Damien Harris, who looks to have been, you know what, getting himself a nice boost with that uh, New England Patriots squad out there. So with these three guys, who would you start? Who do you bench? And who hits the road? So this one's real. This one's really tough as far as, the starting and the benching, but I can tell you who I'm trading. I'm going to trade. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to trade Damian Harris. Mm. And it's funny. This comes up because we just traded Harris in one of our leagues. That's true. We sure did. Uh, We got the offer for Antonio Gibson and uh, definitely worked. I'm I'm hoping it works out long-term, but we'll definitely see. So here's why my reasoning for trading Harris is, He's been doing really good lately. I mean, he seems like Bill Belichick is loving this guy, and it's all roses and rainbows. He's RB16. He's got four straight weeks of double-digit fantasy points. Uh, But here's the thing. As we know with Belichick, all it takes is like one fumble, one screw-up, one thing, one that, one other guy that he likes, and Mm -hmm. he's out of there. So you can trade Harris right now. While his value is high, so I would that's why I would trade him. All right, now who are you starting, and then who's gonna be the guy just riding the bench? Well, this is probably a precursor to what I mentioned earlier, but I mean, come on, baby, you gotta start Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. RB2 from last week. He's sitting there at RB10 overall. I mean, this guy is just killing it. So I'm starting Mixon, which then means this is tough. I'm benching Elijah. You know, we yeah. just said we really liked him, but you know, these are the rules that we go by in this case. Now, mm-hmm. if I've got Joe Mixon and Elijah on my team, I'm going to try to find my best way to start both of them. Yep. But push to shove. This is the game we're playing. Start Mixon, bench Mitchell, trade Harris. Already. Now we move on to the final position because, again, we don't do tight ends here. 
That is a very terrible position. I will never do that game over there with those guys. Never. Um, but going forward with the wide receivers, we got Corden Sutton, all right, a guy that you said uh, you're not very fond of. Mr. Allen Robinson, a guy that you like, but you know what? Just hasn't shown the potential there. And then Mr. Brandon Cooks, a guy that just, just on a terrible squad, but is still putting up some very solid numbers. So to be clear, like I, I don't hate Sutton forever. I just hate true, him true. recently. Yep. And more so I hate Bridgewater more because he's not getting Sutton the ball. I mean, he catches like yes. a 41 yard pass in like the first quarter. I, I mean, oh my God. Right, right now. Like people can't see me, but I'm like, my hair is not very big, so I can't really grab it. But man, oh God, watching that, you're not wrong. He caught that 40, that 40 uh, bomb. And then, like, became a ghost town. It was very maddening. Bro, Sutton is, like, kind of Tyler Lockett-ish, bro, because check this out on his weeks of points, okay? 2, 24, 8, 7, 25, 23, 11, 6. Mother son of a gun. And with Judy back, they're slowly incorporating him, but that's going to take away some targets now. I don't know if I'm playing Sutton this week, but okay. So let's that will go into what, what my thought process is. So I'm sitting Sutton. Nice. Okay. I'm, He's hitting the bench. I'm hitting him on the bench. I'm going to start Mr. Brandon Cook. Oh, <laughs> nice. Okay. Wide receiver 21 coming off six for 83 and a tutty 20 plus points. Mm-hmm. And now they're facing Miami who um, overall their defense has not been as good as one might would have thought they was going to be like oh, at the man. beginning of the season. Yeah, that hurts my feelings very, very much. So, and you can't trust any of the Houston running backs, even though the Miami defense for running is like terrible. Um, but I'm playing Cooks. The volume is just, you know, and hey, Tyrod Taylor may be back. Yeah. He may be back. Yeah. And if so, that works out, oh man, that, that'll be freaking great for Brandon Cooks. Bro, in the first two games when Taylor played, now I know he left early in that Cleveland game, but in the first two games of the season with Taylor there, Cooks had 21 targets. Mm, I love it. I love it. I have Brandon Cooks in a couple of leagues, so yes. very, very loving over there. So starting him, and then unfortunately, although I don't know if I could get a taker right now, I would trade mm-hmm. Allen Robinson. And that really breaks my heart because you know, I know, we love this guy. We used yeah. to say he was quarterback proof. We used to say he could play with anybody. Well, mm-hmm. Matt Nagy is a piece of shit. Yep. I, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Like, and he's making ridiculous. Like anyone watching the Bears game, you're thinking to yourself, when you watch Allen Robinson make a crazy catch, damn, this guy can football. Why the hell are we not targeting him more? It is just ridiculous over there. Good old Darnell Mooney, though, looks like he has a good connection with Justin Fields, so beneficial to that guy. But nevertheless, oh, man, poor Allen Robinson. It is rough out there for that guy. Um, but, yeah, though, so that, that's for that game right there. Uh, Lance, obviously, again, if you haven't already, make sure you go to Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at the Late Round Flyers. Hit that follow button. We love talking all things fantasy football all right um any uh final thoughts or going into the week nine because we do know that this can be a very crucial part in the schedule it's that middle part man like a burger the best part is the middle part man you know the buns they're good but that middle part is the best one it's time for that side right now so what do you got to tell the rest of these folks out here 
Well, this is this is make or break it right now of your season. You're three and five. You're four and four. Uh, you're, you're, you're five, five and three, you know, you're in that middle ground. You need to be, this is where you gotta like make your, make your season. Okay. So what you need to be doing is looking for trade partners, looking for teams that are almost, maybe they're out of it. Don't take advantage though. Like someone's trying to do in our podcast league where you're trying to, you're winless and you're trying to trade bullshit for something else that we're having DeVito, by the way, you know who I'm talking about. So if you're in that league and you listen to us, Cut it out, all right? Yep. Rudy's tired of vetoing your shit, all right? So don't do that. But pay attention to what's going on in your league. See where there are places you can exploit, okay? Also, you need to keep an eye. Look a week ahead with these bye weeks. Go ahead and see who you have on bye week the next week. Because I had one team next week, well, my – I have no running backs. They're all on buys. So I've got to start preparing now to get running backs on my roster and not have to rely on the waiver wire completely for next week. So always be looking a weekend, especially on defenses too. Yes. Check the defenses available now. And if you have the roster spot, pick them up for next week. That mm-hmm. way you're not fighting with the waiver wire gremlins. Okay. Um, so these little things can add up to help you moving forward. So just pay attention because you're going to have at this point, a few teams in the league that are, are done. They're not looking at anything and you're going to have the teams that are like eight, no seven and one, whatever it is. They're not making moves because they think their team is good. Mm-hmm. And if you are one of those teams that that's seven and zero oh, or what, eight, you know, seven and one, whatever it may be, you still need to be looking at matchups for the playoffs trying to trade for guys that could help you in those stretches because you cannot be satisfied with how your current team is because one thing could go wrong and then, and then you lose in the first round. So these are those, these are those times. So that's what I would say. We're here to help. You want to DM us, like Rudy said, hit us up. Um, We will uh, try to, uh, in the next few weeks, we'll start trying to look at playoff schedules for teams and recommending guys to uh, look for and all of that. But I am so happy back after the two week hiatus. I appreciate it again, Austin for holding the fort down, but like it is, we are ready to go for this stretch run, bro. Let's do it, man. Oh man. I'm so excited. We we got way too much stuff going on. Most fantasy football leagues. I know your trade deadlines are also right around the corner. So maybe we'll get you guys with some uh, brand new uh, trade targets to sneak in there and uh, maybe make your team a lot better. So again, from us to you guys, I'm RDA. My boy Lance across the world, but now in America again. Well, he never left America, but he's back nevertheless to great state of Texas. And uh, yeah, we wish you guys the best. Make sure you get some wins. Listen to our advice. We will help you out. Get some crucial wins again. So from us to you guys, enjoy your week. Get the W's. And uh, yeah, may the fantasy football gods be in your favor.